This is us. We're doing it. We're doing it again. Is this happening right now? It's happening right now. Is this real life? This is real life. Real life has rewrite. Can you see me? Yeah. I'm Will Hindmarch. I'm a writer, narrative designer, graphic designer, and game designer. I'm Nathan Pletta. I'm an independent game designer, self-publisher, and graphic artist. Nathan, what even is this thing? This is the Design Games Podcast. So what are we talking about this time, Will? This time, we're going to talk about where ideas come from and when and how they start becoming designs. I have a very early question okay. that I don't necessarily know the answer to, but that I would love to hear you talk about. Okay. How do you know when, ide- when an idea is ready to be designed? Right? Like, how yeah. do you know when something in your notebook is ready to go into the next step? Mm-hmm. I understand that that's going to be different from game to game or whatever, but are, is, is, have you ever had a moment where you're like, oh, this is the, I'm going to remember this as the, as the time when like, worldwide wrestling was ready for me to sit down and start designing or when Carrie was ready to come out of the notebook or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how do you have that? Have you, has it ever been a breakthrough moment or is it gradual, too gradual to know? Or what do you think? Uh, I feel like my, my process is generally pretty gradual until I decide that it's time to make it a game, which doesn't really have much explanatory <laughs> power. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen until it does. But it uh, like there's a decision that's made. There is a decision that's made, but, but I think that decision isn't necessarily a single point in time. Like, that decision itself... Right can be a gradual decision. So for my last, my, my last, my most recent piece of work, which is Masks of the Mummy Kings, that I think is probably one of the clearest examples of like, here is an idea, I'm going to make this a game. But part of that was the idea itself had a clear path for me mm-hmm. of like what the game was going to look like in the end. I think there's that vector of it, right? Like it's, it, it's possible, and people talk about this, where something just like falls into your head right or something you you have an idea and you start working on it whatever that work looks like if it's making a you know just making notes or doing a flowchart or playing with cards or dice or whatever and then it just pours out right people have that experience i almost never have that experience where i start working on something and it just my my hands are making a flowy (laughs) movement uh, and it just comes forth right it just erupts forth in some creative geyser like that right doesn't happen to me but Sometimes when I'm like, oh, this could be a game, and like Masks of the Mummy Kings, I'm like, I, 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 I saw the shape of it with the initial idea, which was using, using this, the graphic of these two different masks as your whole character and doing this like sword and sorcery tomb robbing thing that I wanted to be in a conversation with Swords Without Master, which is mm-hmm. Epidiah's great sword and sorcery game. But uh, that already had like a, a shape from the original idea, and I just had to fill it basically. Right. Uh, as opposed to, say, Annalise, where I wanted to make a vampire game, because I was like a, a, as a, as a genre kind of fan kind of location. Yeah. I never really had a great idea for it, and then I played a character in a totally different game that I was not able to explore in the way I wanted to, mm-hmm. and the way that I wanted to explore that character turned into designing this entire game about gothic horror and, and, and being in the thrall of a vampire and all that. So like that was a much more gradual process where I had a, a desire, but it took a, a while to find like the trigger to turn the corner on making that desire a reality and give me the, the material with which to create. 
For me, like my like almost all of my game projects have been had have had a different creative arc. I could go down that rabbit hole forever, but what's what <laughs> do you what do you think? Where's your where, where's your head at in in that or your experiences with? Oh, for me, it's it's very similar in the sense that um, very few of the projects that I've done either as a freelance designer or as a which was very ominous that, point, <laughs> that I've done as a freelance designer or that I have done um, as an independent designer myself have I'm trying to think of any of them have ever had the same trajectory as another one. Se. Some of them come to me immediately as games. Some of them come to me as spaces that, or places that I want to visit or write about. Mm-hmm. But I realize that the place comes first, and so that's why I make it a game is because I don't have a narrative mm-hmm. for it. I have ten narratives for it, and I don't want to necessarily just tell those stories. I want to just find out, well, great, so let's find out what other 25 stories gamers will come up with to fill in the space, what have you. And that's why I find out something's an interactive space or something is very specifically a game or is very specifically a fate game or very specifically a gumshoe game or whatever it is. And very often the intensity of inspiration has, and this is what always surprises me, is that the intensity or the immediacy of my inspiration has almost no bearing on how long the game takes to make. There's, a, I think, a really damning implication or, or inference in, not just in, in design or in game design, but in writing and in film and all kinds of places, which is that you will be struck by a lightning bolt from your muse and the electricity from that will power your engine and you will have made a thing. And it will be, it will just, like you say, it will just flow out one day. You'll, yeah. the, 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 the orchestral work will just appear in your mind and then you will play it on the piano and write it down as you play and it will be a beautiful montage and then you will be Mozart. And yeah, I, I don't know anybody for whom that has ever, ha- that has ever been a, a repeatable, tappable process. Right. I think, like, there are... I'm, I'm sure there are people, like, I've, I've, I've talked to people who have had the experience of, like, I had an idea, I sat down to do it, and it just all happened. But they don't mean that a complete, fully formed final piece appeared, right? right? It's, like, all of the, the, all the material that sometimes can take a very long time or take a lot of effort to put together, that can all come just very quickly, right? Like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, I'm going to do this. Oh, here's how characters work. Oh, here's a resolution mechanic that works. Oh, here's some props that I want to have. Involved. And that leads naturally to right. this, and that leads naturally right. to the next And step. then you have, like, you know, a notebook or, or a document full of uh, a structure that then you then have to go and go back and, and do more work to, to finish into a thing. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that idea of the, the amount of creative energy is really interesting because it's like you can be at least for me uh i can be very like i can be super interested or i can have a lot of passion about a thing but have it take forever yeah like just absolutely forever and i can be kind of more maybe not mercenary but a little more uh strategic maybe about making a choice about a next project Mm -hmm. that I know I can achieve in a certain amount of time, that kind of thing. Again, like Mask of the Mummy Kings was kind of like that, where I had the idea and then I was able to set a, set a deadline for it that I knew could be achieved. Uh, and then I, I did it, right? And part of that was nice because I was able to hand it off to Epi because it got published in Worlds Without Master. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, the, the head down work I didn't have to do. So that helped give me a real deadline because most of my stuff I generally have given myself a floating deadline so that I can keep working the final product. But yeah, that was kind of like, Oh, I can achieve this in three months. Right. The shape of it was a three month shape that then I could fill. So that's a slightly more 
uh, like I said, strategic choice of project, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to one that might that might have a little more like passion behind it. For me, do you think there's um, a conflation that goes on between inspiration and clarity? Like, there's a notion, right, that you get inspired to do a thing, and therefore you know what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. There's always this notion of like vision, yeah, in any kind of creative effort, yeah. And some ideas for me come with a as a silhouette. And some come as a close-up detail, and then I have to just keep backing away from the idea until I can see the whole elephant or whatever it is, right? And you're like, oh, it's good. my next game has a trunk yeah. and, a, and a tusk. Wait, uh, wait, no, it's got wings, too. It's not an <laughs> elephant at all. Oh, God, I don't know what I'm making. Wait, hang on a second. You know, and, and, and so you have to get a look at the whole thing. And sometimes that arrives in a single vision or a single impulse, right? And sometimes it not remotely. Is yeah. that true? I think, so in the name of making this maybe a, 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 a useful discussion for people to pull out of. Yeah. I think I'll say so like the, like a word vision, right? Like I'm probably going to use the, that word a, a good amount in these mm -hmm. conversations. Yeah. And when I say a vision, I don't mean and I think in in like kind of uh, design and arts education, the idea of vision is a slightly different one than than the general use term, so some jargon alert. So but when I and I think when we say vision, it's not the perfectly formed or even the or even the idea of like when I'm done I'm gonna have this that that can be a vision right but your vision is it's more about what are you trying to achieve with the knowledge that as you achieve it that might change your own goal goalposts right. Right. right like what 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 are you seeing right now in this moment that makes you want to keep working on this but the process of working on it may very well change what that thing is. Right. Yeah, right. You're going to reevaluate and recompute and recalculate right. what your... So, yeah. so your vision for your game isn't necessarily like your mission statement or like your outline or your thesis, thesis or your blurb yeah. or like any of that stuff. Your vision for your game is that which is keeping you working on it, right? It's a, like it could be like passion might be... It's kind of a because it has kind of that romantic association. So passion yeah. is kind of a hard word to use for me. But like, but yeah, it's like what, what's the fuel? You know, what's the fuel? Why are you still working on this? And in some cases, that that fuel is something that's an external one, right? And then you have to kind of like find your way. You know, if you're if 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 the reason you're really working on it is to to get it out so that you can get it on the marketplace, right? That's totally valid. It also means you might have to do a little more work to like retool your own thinking as to like. To, to make it good and not just, mm -hmm. you know, a baseline of what you can achieve. Well, the, the two, because I, I, this is a question that I had written down earlier that I'm, it's way too early to, to tackle per se, but I don't think it's too early to admit exists, mm -hmm. which is how do you know when you're done? Yeah. Not necessarily when it's finished, right? Yeah. But how do you know when you're done? Mm -hmm. and, and vision helps you identify, because a lot of times for me, I have things where I have a mechanic in mind and I say, okay, well, I'm done with this mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not saleable. Yeah. So it goes in a drawer and I find out later that it is the healing mechanic or the drowning mechanic or the, the dog fighting mechanic for airplanes or something in, in another game. Mm -hmm. And I go, oh, well, thank God I had designed that thing a year ago that yeah. didn't go anywhere. I have it now. But so in a way it has to do with, I don't want to call it a victory condition, right? But it's, a, it's an end game kind of notion almost, yeah. which is how you know when you're done playing. Yeah, your, vi your vision will, will, will include in itself when you've got it. Uh, or when you can say, I'm not going to get there mm -hmm. with this project, right? Which happens all the time where you have a vision, you do a bunch of work, and then you have a thing and you're like, oh, this actually is not what I was going for. 
and then you can make a decision about setting that aside, right, right. And, and moving on, which is kind of what you're talking about, or saying, okay, let me reconfigure my vision into right. what I have so that I can make it this thing the best it can possibly be. Right. And that's kind of the it's the same idea as um, I'm a big fan of doing of 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 like low low fidelity concepts and 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 um, models and stuff where even if it's just chicken scratches or a super simple layout or uh, a, a flow chart or something like that, just sketching out ideas, both visually when I'm doing visual design work and also for, for games, because sometimes just the act of doing that, as opposed to sitting down and being like, all right, I'm going to work on this now with a capital W, right? Right. And I'm more like write a rule book today. Yeah, yeah. Like, and more like playing around with an idea or, or doing, doing sketches lets you see which direction yeah. that, which directions of thought align with your vision and which don't. So something you said earlier, Will, that I wanted to, to touch on again was uh, you were talking about design spaces and I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit more because I think in talking about where ideas come from and, and, and goals for game design, um, a design space, the idea itself can be something along the order of like, I want to, like, I had this idea for a mechanic. I'm going to build a game around this mechanic. I had an idea for a premise and I want a game that lets me play out that premise. Right. Uh, I see this really interesting kind of character. I want to build a game where you can play that character. Right. I see this movement in games that I'm playing towards or away from something that I want to see more of. So I'm going to design towards or against that trend. Mm -hmm. Those are all a totally valid and be very um, fruitful places to, to start a game design. Or at least that's what, yeah. that's what, that's what I think. Do you have anything to add to that list or any other thoughts? For, for me, uh, and this, this is true for anything creative, that I do that comes from an idea as opposed to coming from a mandate, which is to say coming from somebody else's idea. Um, but when I'm doing my own ideas, whether it's fiction or whether it's a game design or a t-shirt or whatever it is that I'm doing, is often, I'm of the opinion that you need two of those to start a thing going. Not, it doesn't matter which two. And I, this is just kind of a rule I have for myself because I, I will come up with one thing, which is like, I wish there were more games about, I wish there were more games about doctors. I wish there were more TV shows that weren't about lawyers. I wish there was more, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. That in itself does not get me doing a thing. Sure. But if I say, I wish there was more, I wish there were more games about bank heists. Mm -hmm. And also, I have a mechanic that I think is good for that. Those together are enough to get me going on something. Um, but the notion is that they, do, they almost never come together. They almost never arrive at the same time. Sure. And so there's the idea, Jeff Vandermeer does a thing in, in Wonder Book about fiction. Um, and uses a very surreal metaphor for it that, I, that is very different than what I do. Is that everything that you cast off you just throw away into the river and it falls into the river and it plummets to the bottom of the river until something else comes along and eats it. And when it eats it, now that becomes part of that thing that ate it. And the two of them together are a new thing. So you throw away this thing thinking, oh, mm -hmm. this idea is, I want to see, I'm never going to do a TV show anyway, much less one that's not about lawyers, so I'm just going to toss this away. And then later in your life, you find out you have an opportunity to do a RPG that is not about lawyers and is about television shows and also... Uh, you want to pair it with this mechanic that is about workplace conflict or workplace romance, whatever it is. And you go, mm -hmm. oh, now suddenly I realize I have a thing. One of these I thought of two years ago. One of them I wrote down in my notebook this afternoon, and you go, oh, 
now I have, now I, an idea is moving towards being a design mm-hmm. because I'm taking it there. Nothing does that on its own, right? Right. Um, despite, I mean, what we would like to think, I guess, about muses and, and intentionality, but is that, to me, it's the collision of ideas that cause those things right. to happen. Uh, and that's just me. That's mm-hmm. not a prescription. Um, that's just what I find is what gets me, you know, going about something. Right, but like in in, in that moment of of realization of like this is something that could could be a game. Yeah. Right. I think it would be a shame for someone to be like, oh, I had this idea for a game, but really it's just a mechanic. Or I had this idea for a game, but really it's just because I'm so sick of all these GMless rotating authority games and there should be something else. So far. Yes, yeah. those are the magic words that anybody who has those, who, who encounters those points, needs needs to add to their idea. Mm-hmm. It's only a mecha- it's only a mechanic so far, right? Yeah. On a long enough timeline, everything gets invented. On a mm-hmm. long enough timeline, everybody dies. On a long enough timeline, right? So in other words, if you give up on, if you say it's just a mechanic for now, yeah, because you won't, because you put it in the drawer because maybe it's because you're not ready yet to, to make it something else. Well, or whatever. And then the I guess that even even more strongly, I would I would challenge someone who yeah. says, oh, it's only a mechanic. Be like, well, but if it's something that you're like, oh, but it's a really good idea, yeah, like just do it, just start, yeah. just use it, use it. Yeah, well, yeah, this for me, the, the, for for my metaphor, for example, I would say, so pair, you have to pair it with something. It's a game a mechanic. It's about something. Yeah. What's it about? Just pick something. Pick something. Yeah. Grab, literally, yeah. Grab a book off the shelf or, mm-hmm. or the last movie you saw, whatever. Right. Because yeah. you can always change that out later. Right. But yeah, get going with it. Just mm-hmm. do the thing. Yeah. Just get going. Yeah. No, I agree. I would certainly agree with that. To me, it's because it's about deciding which pairs of things I'm going to actually be able to devote time to, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to yeah. a, a want. I mean, I'm, I have so, too many notebooks of bad ideas, so it's, you know, selecting which ones are going to be paired mm-hmm. with better ideas. But then this is the thing I want to say is an actionable object, a thing that is useful and immediately doable. I never cut more than 25 or 50 words out of a manuscript without putting it somewhere. Now, I, like, if I do, I've made a mistake. I keep a clippings file for every project that I'm working on, whether it's fiction or a game or whatever, so that if I take this paragraph out of the rules, I don't cut and delete it, I cut and paste it, and it all goes into this other file, and the vast majority of the time, I never look back in that file, mm-hmm. and then it serves the purpose of telling me I was right to cut it. Every once in a while, I say, oh, you know what, I had four words in a row that were a great way and a much more economical way of expressing this idea, and I cut them because the rule changed, but the rule's changing back just enough that, how did I phrase that? Well, I know where to find it, but by and large, the stuff that I... Putting those files that I never look at again, those documents that I never look at again, the purpose that they're serving is is telling me that if I was safe to make these changes and make these cuts and that I can just keep moving forward and that I can change the theme later so that it matches what the mechanics are about or so that it really sings or it really hums or whatever it is. And I use it to keep me from getting bogged down in, oh, but what if I, if I change it? I'll be all screwed. No, yeah. no, no, no. You have a mechanic that works. Find out roughly what that mechanic is about by pairing it with something. Yeah, I think my, my version of that is never deleting old versions. Like yeah. whenever I, I do a new a new document or a new version or whatever. Yeah. Like always just start a new file, like save it as a new file, blah, blah, blah. Like never, because, and sometimes I will go back and be like, oh, three versions ago. Like right. I, cut th- I cut this out, but I know the text is still in this thing. It's probably a little less clean than having the clipping file. Well, this is why, because you're, the, no, I mean, I, I do the same thing where I save as and I keep the iterations of stuff. Yeah. But the purpose, of, this is how I learned it, the purpose of the clippings file is not actually to be the place where I knew I could go get it just in case. Mm-hmm. It's to make it as, as 
as low a bar as possible for me to get it out of that draft. Which sounds economical, which I like. <laughs> I think the, so that, yeah, that point I wanted to make sure I made was that designing a game, wherever the idea comes from, is a totally valid place, even if that actual place is one that we don't generally consider to be a passionate or a creative mm-hmm. place. Uh, the idea for your game can come from being frustrated with someone else's game. That's actually a really great place for game ideas to come from, by the way. But being frustrated with another game, feeling like you don't see something in the landscape that you want to see, right? That's what creation is, right? That's why that mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't exist is a good reason for you to make it. Yeah, like as opposed to like, I had this brilliant idea and it's going to be beautiful and and everyone's going to love it, right? But be, but But being like, I don't see this. What do I? What can I design that fills that that hole that I don't mm-hmm. see? Or I see this and I don't think it's a good idea. So I'm going to provide a counterexample right. in my work of of this other thing that I see out there in the world. Or I see this place in the marketplace that is not being served. What can I design that will serve that market and you know be a, 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 a valuable piece of my own right. creative output, right, monetarily. All totally valid ways to, to find your idea and then start plugging in those specific kind of seeds that, yeah. that you've been talking about, um, that maybe you've had an idea, kept a clipping file, put it in a drawer, come back to it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can't, you can't necessarily wait. Nobody's going to give you permission, right, as they say. So the, the, the people who hold back your ideas more than anybody else is us, right? Who says, I have an idea, but it's not a game. It can't be. Well, let's find out, right? Mm-hmm. And first of all, yeah, the internet's going to judge it one way or the other, so, so forget that. But the point is that, yeah, if you see a thing and, you want, and it doesn't exist and you think it should, right? You're not going to be the last person to make that thing anyway, right? You're not, you may not be the last time you make this thing, right? But don't wait for one of us to tell you to go make it. And don't worry about whether or not the game that you make is going to be the most effective pickaxe to break down the wall between you and long-term publishing, but not making it isn't going to help. So make it. Go go design games. I'm drawing a line with the difference between responsibility and authority, if you will, in, in deciding to make a game. No matter where we learn to shut down our idea about a new game, the person that we have the first and most strongest influence over is ourselves. So even if we think we've got good reasons, and even if we aren't wrong to not make or put off whatever that game, when we decide that we're going to make it, that we're going to try to design this game, that's we are the ones who give ourselves permission to do that. So don't let the fact that there are already fighting martial arts card games or racing games or whatever that they exist stop you. Mm-hmm. Yours doesn't exist yet, so you need to be the first person to tell you to do it. There are, there are plenty of places along the road where there will be another person or entity or something that will be in your way. Right. You don't need to be one of them. Like you, you, you need to make the things so that those then become an issue to deal with later. Because if you don't start, I guess then you never need to deal with it, which is sad because then your thing doesn't exist. You know, just also then for the record, that's how about you and I, just in case somebody needs it. Why don't we give some people permission to make games? I don't know who, who you are necessarily yeah. listening right now, what, but I hereby give you permission to go make a game. You have, you have all the permission. 
All of it. Every permission. I've checked around. We all we were all talking about this the other day. All of all of us. All of us. All of us. Every game designer. We no, checked. I just have people. Oh, this everyone. Just humans. But yes, yeah, so we, we asked around. We want to see your game. Yeah, we'd love to see it. I've been Nathan Paletta. I've been Will Hindmarch. He is at patreon.com slash N-D-P-A-O-L-E-T-T-A. That's N-D Pauletta. And he is at Patreon at patreon.com slash wordwill, which you probably already know how to spell. What do people even say at the end of a podcast? What happens if it just...